You are listening to Money Making Mothers with Carla Edwards, where we discuss the highs and lows of being a working parent, how to master the art of spinning plates, and remind ourselves that just because you became a mother does not mean your dreams no longer exist. You can have it all. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Moneymaker Mothers where I'm joined by the amazing Laura Laughlin who is a project manager. Now she works in a pretty male dominated environment and we discuss about how changes made, no matter how big or small, can have a huge impact on our younger generation of females. It's all about keeping awareness up for equality and making sure that the younger generation believe they can do anything. I hope you enjoy this one. Hi Carla, I'm Laura Owens. I work for Turner and Townsend, a global consultancy, um, and I work in the project management sector, um, delivering infrastructure projects. I am married, I've got a stepdaughter, and a little girl who's just turned three. Great, well thanks very much Laura for coming on and speaking with me. Um, that was some title, what does that mean? <laughs> Like, what does that actually mean? And in, in, for people who don't understand what that is, including me, what is it that you do? What's your job? Um, so I'm a project manager, basically, and I work in infrastructure. So infrastructure projects are quite vast, quite large, um, quite broad. So the ones that I'm working on at the moment, I work for um, various clients. Um, so I'm working for the Environment Agency, delivering some of their projects so some of them are technical transformation projects some of them are construction um i'm working i've just started working with wyker who are the west yorkshire combined authority um working on contracts uh, managing their contracts for um, mass transit system so um, what's it like day, in terms of day-to-day what are your day-to-day jobs with your role um trying to manage people really um to get the right the where we what where we need to be so programs so making sure that we deliver what we say we're going to deliver when um in in within the budgets um managing forecasts and so is that um, mainly in construction um, yeah, well, historically it was. So I've mostly worked in construction, but this last couple of years I've worked in other areas, so uh, um, like transformation projects. So we did a, I w- worked for Kelder and Yorkshire Water, and we sold a business. So I worked on selling a business, um, and then um setting up like services within organizations so they're not necessarily construction setting up a new department um so transformation projects are a little bit different uh, the ones that i've worked on to construction but yes brought a lot of construction projects too what's it been like being a female in construction mm, um i've been quite lucky i think i've um i've worked i work with some really great people um and in the most part um they've all been very um because it's a male-dominated environment essentially yeah um so there are there are challenges um 
so you, <laughs> when I was new to working in construction and working in, in project management, it, it was probably a little bit intimidating at first, just being yeah. the only girl on night or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's fine now. You sort of build a build a confidence with experience, I think. So how did you get into like what's your your backstory? How did you get to be doing what you're doing now? Um, so well, I didn't go to university straight away from college. Um, I worked in various jobs, uh, but they were quite. They were relatively like low pay jobs, I suppose. Um, didn't really keep me interested for very long. So I decided to go to university and like equip myself with some technical knowledge that would let me have a, um, a profession. Um, so I went to university and I did quantity surveying. I got a HND in quantity surveying first. And then I, we were in the recession um and there wasn't many jobs out there construction wise so when I finished my HND I decided to um give myself the best chance of getting a job at the end of my uh university um time at university so I um hopped onto the project management degree and got an honours degree with that as well instead of focusing purely on quantity surveying um and then when I was in my final year at uni doing project management um I secured a position with a placement with Turner and Townsend um and then I've been with them since really I um I started working in infrastructure projects um I've started in a graduate role uh, moved in I'm in a senior project manager role now um and I've had a baby and um, returned to the same sector after having Lola um, infrastructure, but on four days a week. So are you still enjoying your job? Do you enjoy your job? Like, how is it being going back to work after having a baby? Yeah, I mean, I enjoy working. Uh, you know, that's that's part of my identity. I was quite looking forward to going back to work. Um, but it was quite um, quite scary as well. Uh, going back after having Lola yeah and did you like how do you get through in terms of like your support and being able to actually still go to work yeah uh yeah I mean Lola features in a lot of what I do and think and say and feel nowadays and um but Dee's uh my husband he's great he's a great support my I've got um, my brother and sister-in-law close by and um, they're quite hands-on and obviously Jade as well, um, Lola's sister. Um, so, yeah, the we just help each other, really. Sometimes, like, it depends what work I'm doing and where I'm based. At the moment, obviously, I'm working from home, so I can pretty much manage everything on my own in lots of ways. Um, but when like I'm working in Birmingham or wherever, if I've got to go elsewhere, um, then that's when I need to lean on on D a bit more maybe. Yeah, and do you work actually away sometimes where you're staying or over in different places? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I try to go there and back in the day if I can, but like obviously before COVID times, I was um, I, I had a week, a week where I had to go up to Edinburgh, so we stayed over um but generally I try and get there and back in the day like if I'm in Birmingham I'll do that in a day on the, just on the train 
Um, but the, the projects that I'm working on now are, are pretty local. Oh, well, that's good. And what about in terms of like what you want to do for your career? Is there anything that will stop you from doing that with having Lola? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I'm I'm part time, so there are certain um, perceived limitations to that within the business, I suppose, um, in terms of what I perceive. But I think that we're coming a long way to sort of confronting that and making changes so that it isn't a blocker to progression. Um, you don't have to work five days a week um, from like 24 hours a day to be able to progress nowadays. And I think um, particularly our organisation, I think they are making really positive steps to, to changing that. And what would you say has been the most difficult part of the journey so far for you? Um, I guess since having Lola, um, the whole journey has been a journey from survival from start off to, I suppose, growth, which is where I am now. Um, if I'm being an open, open book, there's probably more than one. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I don't think everyone's probably... just got one. Like everyone's got <laughs> always more than one, isn't there? Bloody hell, you're doing, you're doing all right if you've only got one thing. That's well life. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's probably two major ones, and that was coming back from maternity leave. Um, a totally different person in a way. Like I'd lost quite a lot of my confidence when I first went back after having Lola and questioned my capability. Um, I'm sure I'd lost a few brain cells along the way. Um, yeah, generally, like I felt anxious a lot and. It was so daunting to me um, The like, it, if I'm being totally honest, it took me quite a long time to feel like myself again after having Lola and going back to work. I mean, even now, um, I have to, um, like, give myself the push that I need sometimes. Imposter syndrome is very a very real thing. But um, and the nature of what I do, you know, it's, um, it's uncertain. Projects are finite, so we um, we move through commissions, and are often building new relationships with clients. And um, so the worry around all of that, I found it quite a lot sometimes. And then on top of that, like Lola, were, the first six months of Lola going to nursery, she was building her immune system up, and um there was just a, like a constant cycle of bugs in our house yeah and Lola suffered when she was teething um and oh the sleep deprivation was yeah. was hard um because I still had to go to work and be a professional and deliver yeah um granted I probably did uh, moan way too much to my close colleagues about it all but yeah but it is but, hard isn't it when you haven't at the end of the day just because your baby like teething's an absolute nightmare for most and all but, that three were ridiculous they just turned into the devil when they got to do yeah. it and when you get to that stage you still you know sometimes it comes at six months sometimes it goes on you know it can go on for ages and you, you're back at work and you need to still 
do your job regardless of whether you've only had an hour's sleep or not yeah exactly exactly so yeah and then the other one was covid you know um we were on holiday um when we went into lockdown and then when we got home it was like we've been thrown into a world of chaos um so lola had literally only just turned two and then um I had to like establish a work routine and look after a toddler. Um, you know, still had to deliver outputs. Uh, so any self-care went out the window and that had quite a bad effect on my resilience. But through, through the difficult times, like my coping mechanism is, um, is to go running. Um, so I just have to find time to do that. Um and through having these difficult times, I suppose, I found that love for running. Um, That's your, like, your time. Yeah, yeah, but I do it for, um, like, the mental gains that it gives me. So it's quite ironic. I grew up in a family of runners. My brothers were all runners. So I, of course, like, avoided it like the plague my yeah. whole life, being the rebellious girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now I can imagine like not having that, not running um, for the mental games, like the physical ones are, of course, like a, a bonus. Um, but it's like meditative to me. Um, just there's nothing like putting your trainers on, pounding the pavement, hearing your breath and feeling the rain on your face and listening to podcasts or not and just just reflecting on everything. Um yeah, I love it. I love running. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really helped me through through the difficult times. And is it that, do you ever feel any guilt towards Lola with, you know, like mum guilt and going to work and obviously with COVID being in the house but not being able to actually be a mum? And because I, like I for one, found that really difficult where, yeah, you know they can't explain to the kids that you're in ho- you're at home but you're actually still working because they know that when you go to work you're out the house not when you come home yeah i mean there are so many <laughs> bits of being a working mum that like i had no comprehension of before i had lola and that is exactly one of them the perpetual guilt of not giving enough to anybody so not giving like <sighs> when I returned from maternity leave I often felt guilty for being at work and not with Lola um and then being with Lola and not at work yeah Um, it was like a a cycle of guilt but I must admit the older she gets the less guilty I feel now because through through working I give her other things um other experiences that I wouldn't be able to do if I didn't work that's why that's why you do it don't you so you can give her a better life yeah exactly so Um, is there in terms of you know being being a mum working in construction where do you like what would you like to see Lola achieve or Lola be in especially because I think the construction industry for women um Michaela Wayne was on before uh, on a previous podcast and she does a lot for construction for women in construction because it is such a there's a there's a pay gap there's such a minority of women in construction Mm -hmm. um do you like you said there that you don't feel 
that it's as bad as it used to be. Is that because you've been with one the same company maybe and it's like it's what you know or is it? No. So, I mean, it's important for me to set an example for Lola and I, like I say, work in a male-dominated environment. So there are barriers that need to continue to be broken down um, and I um, fully support that and recognise that. And through having these conversations like what we're having today, it's just been like a small cog in that big wheel that generates change for the future, um, driving equality and showing, I want to show her that there is strength in diversity. And as a female, she has so much to offer in whatever she turns her hands to. Um, I read a statistic on International Women's Day that... um, from a senior leader and only two percent of our senior management are women and that's not a reflection on our organization but where we are in the journey to gender equality on a whole you know we still have a long way to go and um, we have a responsibility to challenge society and educate you know we need yeah. to make girls aware of what opportunities and career choices are available to them And it goes right back to um, what our children are taught um, from being very young. It's a broader conversation around breaking down gender norms, confronting unconscious biases and working out how we can take that progressive approach um, to gender equality in the workplace. Um, Yeah, it's not one for now, but there are initiatives in our organisation that work towards it. And from my perspective, we have um, we have a book at home that we read to Lola and it's aimed at small children and it's called ABC, What Can She Be? And Aww. it teaches girls that they can be anything they want to be and it moves away from stereotypes. So, yeah, that's an important part of what drives me and I want to show Lola that um, there's strength in diversity and, yeah, women are strong and have equally as much to offer yeah in the day it doesn't matter like right now it might be a male dominated industry but you'd hope to think that with with people working towards creating awareness that women can do the same job and women are you know are capable of doing it just as good as men are in a bad time Lola's old enough you know it won't be as much of a gap I mean I think yeah, there'll be a gap I don't think the gaps will be closed that much in that in our in our lifetime but like you said, doing things like this, you know, doing votes and polls and things all contribute to changing and, and creating a different mindset for people. Yeah, absolutely. And um, like even in the sort of 10 years that I've been working in industry, there has been quite a lot of change, um, like positive change towards making. Um, you never had any more- like derogative comments or negative comments? No, I've not had derogatory comments so to speak um more it's the thing I've come up against is that respect especially when I've been working with possibly the more traditional contractors um that are a bit more long in the tooth so to speak yeah um I think um they they make judgments based on how you look and the fact that you're a woman just that unconscious bias thing comes oh, yeah. out like we, I used to work before I'd started doing insurance I used to work at Howden's which is a trade 
yeah, yeah. counter, um, kitchens, joinery and things. And one of my roles when I was there was a sales rep. So I had to go out and basically like promote Howden's and get them to have an account. And I was on the road. And I'm one of the summer months we had a drill um, as a giveaway. So it was, you know, if you if you opened an account, you got a drill. And I'll never forget, I was, there was about four or five men there. And obviously it is quite intimidating, but you put your, you know, you you put your like face on and you're not bothered. And I was like, oh, blah, blah, does anyone want to sign up? You get a free drill. And the shout, one of them shouted in front of everyone, oh, what is that a drill off you? Meaning yeah. like, and I was, I looked and I thought, wow, what an absolute pig you are. Like, yeah. but that was that was like constant that that wasn't something that was just now and again and even so much as like the people in who I worked with they'd say oh well you know you're a woman though they're not going to tell you to f off they're going to want you to stand there and talk to you you're going to you're going to do better because you're a woman so it like almost like got if I was doing well it was because I was a woman if I what if I if it was upsetting me it's oh, it's because you're a woman you know you just yeah. to, either way you weren't winning with it like don't get me wrong I'd be lying to say that at some point it doesn't come to your advantage, yeah? If you're a bloke and they're saying, oh, you're not asked, mate, get off, get off site, they're probably not going to tell me to get off site, no, because I'm a woman and they probably have a little bit, I don't know, more patience, shall we say. But it definitely, even in that type of environment, it was really, it can be quite intimidating sometimes and really off-putting to think, oh, you know, the next time you want to get out the car and speak to five men, I'd be like, oh, God, it makes made me cringe. It made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, if there ever have been any situations where I've felt, like, a bit uncomfortable, I just think, well, I'll just try and prove to them and show to them through my capability that I, I deserve their respect. I you know but you shouldn't really have to do that it should be just you should automatically be respected um as if your male counterpart was there yeah no definitely just I'm just aware by the way to any people listening or watching I've got a a man cleaning out all the the old rubbish and twigs at the back of my garden and he was not meant to come at this time and I can just every five minutes I can see him going past the window there so (laughs) it's not a ghost or some random person it's the gardener going in and out um we don't have a gardener is in who caught most lawn either it's just for this one job um so if you could see see or teach Lola anything or to to believe obviously I know you said that you want her to believe that she can be anything but if you could teach her something from yourself in your own journey what would it be well um, I guess overall I just want to show her that you're the master of your own destiny you know I really believe that the look you have is the look you make um You've no free rides in this world and yeah. you're responsible for you ultimately. You know, nobody else is going to make things happen for you. You have to do it for yourself um, and surround yourself with um, inspiring people that will support you in like achieving those goals. And it's really important to have the right people around you. Although I do recognise that I guess I come from a privileged position saying that but Lola will too and I'll make her aware of that but yeah I just don't want her to limit herself I want to um inspire and um encourage her to 
do whatever she wants despite what the perceived barriers are she's to make it happen well definitely and it's it's showing her especially when you yourself you work in a a male dominated environment and you can you know there's not there's no reason why she couldn't do something that wasn't the norm as as we Mm. would say um so where does it go from here from from now like what are you what are you for you not as a mother but what are you wanting for yourself to achieve Um, so I work in a management consultancy and I'm at a certain level so I want to really just continue progressing continue building my capability um continue to be highly regarded by my colleagues and peers um and just can continue learning really and just just building on my knowledge and um yeah and and just progressing within the business oh brilliant well thank you very much for your time today and if anyone wants to find you or wants any support in terms of if they might be going into that industry or looking in uh, how they progress into a different career where can they find you um well i've got a linkedin profile um with lots of connections on there um i'm not sure what name it's under so i will can you put it on like the i'll the put it on yeah i'll put it on the on the post but it'll be either yeah i'm not sure yeah. if made a name or married name. that's oh, embarrassing don't be daft um, but yeah I'll put that on there as well love. just because some people might want to know a little bit more information for those who are going into that type of industry and it's always nice to speak to someone who's been through it and has some actual experience yeah. in it so that'd be great yeah, but thank absolutely. you yeah um, totally anybody that wants to um, approach me that's, that's fine so thanks very much love for your time You have been listening to the Money Making Mothers podcast with Carla Edwards. If you have enjoyed the show, then leave a five-star review on iTunes. Make sure to tune in next time. And don't forget, you can have it all.